Welcome to the DevReady podcast, where we're helping non-techs build better tech. Today, we're fortunate enough to be joined by JP Tucker. He is the founder of CopyDash. CopyDash is an AI-assisted tool that helps you optimize your websites, specifically focusing on SEO. Quite interesting timing to get you on the podcast with what's going on in the world of AI. Um, I'd love to hear about your story, JP. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. JP, bit of background about you. Um, how did Copy Dash come about, and what's the bit of a background story? Yeah, sure. Um, obviously, AI is the hot topic at the moment, um, and where Copy Dash came out of was more our own problems in the ecom space with our first startup that we launched in 2016. Um, I suppose just a Background myself, I've spent 10 years at Dell Computers when I was in Ireland. Um, kind of brought me into the FMCG e-com space, working across pharmaceutical, um, e-commerce, grocery. I'm working with groups like Priceline, Blooms, Chemist, Pharmacy for Less, etc. Um, and through there, I worked on a number of sales account management roles and then just had the bug that I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to bring something different to the market. And in 2016, we launched into, into the liquor business called Hello Drinks. Um, started with 12 products out of Kennard Storage, um, delivering out of the boot of the car, similar to Jimmy Brings. Um, and look, it, it went on over the six years through COVID to hosting 3,000 products. Um, Significant. So seven-figure business, it went on to um, move into the cloud then that we were found wholesalers had issues during lockdown delivering to pubs and restaurants. So we gave them an opportunity to deliver out of their sheds. Mm. Now, having 3,000 products is one major problem. It's a major headache. <laughs> well, obviously from a storage perspective, but then also managing exactly. content, so, obviously. Yeah. It was a bootstrap business, right? Mm -hmm. And believe me, SEO for 12 products out of Kennard storage is a lot easier mm. than doing SEO for 3,000 products. <laughs> Especially when a lot of them are probably similar yeah. too, so you're fighting for yeah. the same words. Exactly, same right? Mm. And look, when you're speaking to other founders and business owners, it's, it's one of those headaches that you just leave it. Mm. It's too big of a problem to fix. You end up spending money with Google, with Facebook, and you just never get around to updating content. It's just going to, just couldn't be arsed. It's going to take me a year to do it. Mm. Um, so it was always one of those dreamy ideas that if only I could take content that's on Dan Murphy's or Amazon and rejumble it and rewrite it in my own words, mm -hmm. wouldn't that be great? Mm. Um, the cost of outsourcing, that content to bloggers and writers, it's, it's just too expensive. Um, we've outsourced to people in other countries um, through platforms like Upwork, etc. And the quality isn't there. The time to do the revisions, it's its a problem that resonates with founders mm -hmm. all the time. Um, so early 2022, kind of late 21, we started looking at AI tools and was there anything, we've heard of GPT-2, at the time and we, we tested around with one of them and look, some of the earlier results were promising, but still a long way off in terms of their accuracy. And 
Then GPT-3 came, we went back to the well and had a look again, and there was huge improvements. So we set about building our own for internal use, no idea or no vision to go to market with it at this stage. Um, and it kind of started off with writing a couple of product descriptions and, and shit, this thing is powerful. It seems to know a lot of its stuff. It knows more than we know about the brands. So what if we could rewrite all 3,000 product descriptions? Um, so we set about doing it. Um, and there was a strategy later on. But initially we went away and we put 1 million words by refreshing content into Hello Drinks. Um, a significant amount of words. It was a significant amount of time sitting mm. on the sofa at home with my laptop. <laughs> I must say I must say thanks to my wife and kids for mm-hmm. just watching me while they're watching TV and I have the laptop out and going telling my wife this thing is fucking genius this is too good sounds like the, the conversations I was having with my wife yesterday yeah. <laughs> sitting on the couch with her laptop feeling I can't believe what this is doing yeah so it kind of went from there but obviously you can't just drop a million words in one go to your website because Google will hammer you um, so then it was kind of continuously updating, up, trying to track the results. And look, some of the results we had were that kind of blew us away. Where a hot brand out there would be Jim Beam or mm-hmm. so we're on a bootstrap budget. Competitors in the space are Dan Murphy's, BWS, yeah, big um, brands. Yeah, everyone yeah, knows about. Mm. But who recently kind of shut their doors and kind of leads into this problem as well. Um, we were able to shift Jim Beam from page 57 on Google to page one. Yeah, it's set, set number yeah. two behind Jim Beam and sits above Dan Murphy's and BWS. Yeah, well. Um, again, bootstrap budget, and we're able to kind of move the needle across a number of brands and topics from an early kind of playing around with this tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of got us thinking, shit, I... Are we missing a trick here? Do we need to go to market with this and forget about the liquor business? Interesting question, isn't it? <laughs> it's obviously um, technology is a little bit more scalable and a little less challenging, I imagine, in the uh, exactly. whole supply chain management, delivery, and all the other bits. Getting exactly. copyrights, one thing, but painful yeah. nights of um, quite a pivot. Yes. Yeah, it is right, and so we looked at it. Um, I suppose, look, the start, from a startup perspective, an mm-hmm. MVP and all that. Um, we're going to retail events, yes. iMedia, we're involved with the Nora Network, um, online retailer. So we started talking to our, our colleagues that are running businesses, marketing managers, guys, what are you doing for content? Mm. And some of them have editors in-house, some mm-hmm. of them have, um, they're outsourcing. Are you, any of you using AI? No one was. And we're talking about 60 to 70 people that were canvassing. Um, any of you heard of, um, I shouldn't say it, but any of you heard of Jasper? Yes. Uh, yes. No one would have, no one know what it was at that time, would they? Yeah. They yeah. went on to raise 125 million. Mm. And again, people warned. So we started kind of developing, expanding out on the prototype. Mm-hmm. How we'd make it user friendly and stuff like that. And, and then we came back and said, let's go back to these people again and pick up the conversation. So we asked again, three months later, guys, any of you started using AI or heard of it? And they're going, mm-hmm. everyone is, oh, it's the future. It's the future. And we're like, no, it's here. It's already here. So 
we had some issues with the, the initial development. It kind of set us back about three months. Um, so we had to get rid of that development team from overseas. Um, luckily, we found two guys to come into the team who were experienced across machine learning, AI, and they, they've helped us right from the start, still on board with us, um, and helped us kind of shape it out to, to where it's at today. Um, Fascinating story from Licker to Copy. Um, yeah. You mentioned a little bit in your early stage, you were working in at Dell and also some brands in pharmacy. Um, yeah. Small world, we work a little bit in pharmacy. Um, yeah. So the direct, um, Pharmacy Direct is one of the products that, or e-com stores that we support and they run everything offshore, Philippines, writing copy. So an introduction might be useful for you. Um, <laughs> I think, it, yeah, I'll definitely will introduce you at some point to um, the team over there at, there at um, Kempro. Uh, so I know there's another brand competitive to Blooms and the, the Pharmacy for Less guys, but on a, that's a bit of a sidetrack. In terms of your dev, how did you pick your team? How did it all start for you? You're non-technical, I'm imagining, based on... You've got some technical background working at Dell, or what was the background yeah. for you? Yeah, so look, yeah. it's... I worked in Dell's manufacturing facility in Limerick. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it was their largest facility outside of Texas. Mm -hmm. um, so 10,000 staff. Yes. Um, very lean manufacturing mm -hmm. facility. Um, I worked in management there with a team of 42 people. Mm -hmm. Um, but worked across, I suppose the learnings there was, we did a lot around Kaizen projects, headcount reductions, um, optimizing teams, mm -hmm. um, working with the process um, improvement teams. Um, things as simple as somebody's moving a box on a line across four shifts, 14 lines in the factory, that's mm -hmm. whatever it is, 28 people. And then you can automate a machine that pushes the box across instead of a person. Mm -hmm. So you can reduce 28 people out of, out of the the flow. So it's a, it's a lot of that thought process that where my strength mm -hmm. has been working with those teams. Um, I reduced one project, whereas 700K year on year on headcount. Now, what's big in AI at the moment is headcount jobs is scaring people. And where That's I see definitely it, the fear in the marketplace right now. Yeah, and yeah. it was back then, right? And mm -hmm. I remember that project. We brought in this Kaizen company from, from outside mm -hmm. and they set off to meet with our teams around headcount reduction. It scared people. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to put it, we had to can the project for six months. <laughs> we had to come back around the messaging to and embrace people to empower them in, the, in this project. And it was all around that, okay, we're going to reduce a headcount by four people, it doesn't mean we're going to walk you to the door and your job is gone. Yeah, that's what people would assume straight away. Yeah. Mm. But there's yeah. Some people will get promoted within, mm. some people will transfer to other departments. Mm -hmm. um, some people might leave their job. We just don't replace that person. Mm -hmm. So it was all around that, that messaging. And I think AI, a lot of now as well, it's about empowering teams. Mm, yep. If you're empowering your teams, they're going to become stronger, your brand becomes stronger, your output, um, and you may develop new roles within AI as well. So now you, four of your marketing team might become part of your AI marketing team. Mm, upskilling, yeah. yeah. And I think people 
with the, the whole AI premise, they think it's going to take over my job. But in the end, it still needs a human there at this moment in time, that's for sure, uh, to actually assist with, work with, drive, herd the cats, as, the, as some might say. Um, and I think it's it empowers. At the moment. Yeah, it's yeah. not replacing you. Mm. Everyone has their own powered assistant, effectively. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's an assistant as well. Mm. It's speeding up their thought process. Mm -hmm. They're learning faster on the job, um, which is benefiting the whole project. Mm. Um, so then, sorry, back to your question then. I'm not a tech person. Mm -hmm. um, my brother has a tech background. Um, There's always my, someone that we know that has a tech background. My own interest across, across it was working with those development teams where I have an idea in my head and this is what we need to kind of achieve. And then you kind of sit down and you trash it out, what can and can't be done and how, how we can get there. So that that's where a lot of it was in the earlier days. Um, going into pharmacy, it was working with the, the big pharmacy groups, 100 plus pharmacies, and you're, you're managing large product feeds across seasonality and then understanding a lot of their issues when e-com started coming into play. So, then when you come into our first startup, Hello Drinks, was built on, Andrew, are you there? He's just dropped, but we can keep going. Okay. Yeah, so we, we, we built Hello Drinks on Shopify. So at the start, you plug in a number of apps into your store, and before you know it, you have 60 apps. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the impact of how that makes your site perform, something you don't normally think about. <laughs> it's driving a car with flat tires. Yep. You know, so... Um, Eventually, you start learning that. So then you're starting to work more, asking questions of the apps of the developers. Is your software going to slow my store down? You're bringing in outside support or how you can you can um, shrink a lot of your your code and stuff like that to make it faster. So you're starting to learn a lot of these kind of buzz terminologies along the way and yep. what what to ask for when you're scoping out jobs. And I suppose. The biggest Shopify tip I can give to anyone is reach out. If an app isn't doing what you want it to do, but it's 80% of the way, talk to the, the app developers, write to them. They'll a lot of more often than not will customize it for you and they won't charge you. It'll be a little tweak on their side and it can make a big difference to your store or what you're trying to achieve. That's a good tip. I didn't yeah, know that so a lot of them would be open to doing that for you. No, I said, look, it's it's one thing I always encourage people, just write to them. I'm trying to do this, guys, but your store doesn't allow me to do it. They'll have a fix for it. Um, or they'll tell you they're working on it and it'll be ready in two months' time or it's under a scope. So I've always found that really helpful that if you don't ask, you don't get. Um, yeah, and I suppose with GPT now as well, we have our own chatbot that we're testing in the background. So when I'm talking to developers... I'm talking to our own chatbot first, going, oh, I want a scope of a job for this is what I'm trying to achieve. And it, it'll tell me back on, this is what you want, whether that's in a job description or a simple conversation with, with a tech developer, because I suppose one of the, the risks out there, um, when you're talking to developers, not to paint any country, but whether it be India or the Philippines, sometimes they work with what you tell them. They won't share their ideas or their vision or how they can improve on your idea. So they'll build what you ask. And then you go, no, that's not what we asked for. You're back into the blame and then they'll charge you more hours to do it 
a different way you want it done. That's what we've seen generally. It's they just do what they're asked of. They don't yep. help expand or ideate generally. Yeah. And then we've had other customers or we've had anecdotally look quotes from companies overseas saying, you might find better developers elsewhere, but you won't find any cheaper. Exactly. And then it ends up being co more costly because they've done the project three times. Exactly. <laughs> back and so forth and trying to actually understand what was the, the core requirement, not the way the person explained what they were after. Exactly. And sometimes you find working with Australian businesses, they're more on point of work kind of for you than just tell me what to do. They'll give you some of their experience. They'll open up the vision a bit more and go, have you thought about doing it this way? Yep, so it, it's it's a bit more on the, on the ground. It's you get a better return. I think you've read our website before you came onto the call. It's, uh, <laughs> our tagline is that uh, we work with you, not for you. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't actually pick that up. <laughs> I, I think that's good insight for people when they think about it. It's not, and I think you can find good developers anywhere in the world i think it's possible it's just finding people that are gonna add value across the stack or across the thinking and engage with you if you can find that relationship doesn't matter where it is that's a good relationship because um, you want people that are going to help especially coming from a non-technical background people that can help you maybe simplify what you're doing or we could do xyz to speed up this process whatever it might be that's the support that most people need yeah we, yeah. we had a ui ux developer on which is three, four months ago. And every day it was, what tasks do you want me to do today? And I was like, look, we've shared a vision with you. We've asked you to kind of audit our website. You tell me what you want to do today. You know, and so after a couple of weeks, we stopped using her and said goodbye to her. Three months later, she still messaged me. Have you any tasks for me today? We, oh, haven't, we haven't used her. She hasn't happens. followed the... Uh, she hasn't got the email properly. <laughs> We've got somebody yeah. in now who's very kind of, she's got ideas, she's coming back to other websites, look at this, this looks cool, should we try and fit this in, this is for our audience, so it's, it's sometimes it's trial and error until you find that person. You need someone who's going to be active and wants to engage with new things and try and experiment and understand how to improve, rather than someone that's just treating it as, this is my job, you know, I just have to sit on the production line and just make sure the boxes pass me. Look, it's it's probably a big thing at the moment. Um, people working from home, and I used to manage sales teams who work out on the road. And somebody had asked, like, if my staff are working from home, how do I know they're working? It's very easy. They'll ask questions. They'll have ideas. They'll have feedback. They'll have, they'll be pissed off about something. You know, they, they they'll they'll be engaged. Um, the person that you don't really hear from that turns up for the Friday meeting and how was your week? Yeah, it was grand. It was okay. They're the people you know they're not working. So it's all about that engagement. You, you'll hear from your staff when they're engaged. Is there for that feedback piece? I 100% agree. Um, we went to obviously working from home and everyone did during COVID. Um, we had a team that's been with us for ever and a day. Yeah. And um, it, it worked for 90% of us, but well, ten percent it didn't quite work for, but you learn, you live, you pivot, and you move on. Mm. So, Copy Dash. In terms of who are you currently working with? Who are you supporting? How's it tracking for the for you as a business? Yeah, so it's we're still in the last couple of weeks. We've already started going to market. Um, I suppose that one of the questions that keeps coming up from when ChatGPT launched, when we were initially going with our MVP, was. And we get this from investors a lot, is the first question, how are you different to ChatGPT? So 
ChatGPT will generate content for you. If you want a product description or a blog article, it'll write it. Um, I'm not here to to tell you that there's any faults or anything with it, but we had to kind of realign ourselves and pivot a bit from there. Mm-hmm. Um, because it did kind of give you a bit of a, a shake and kind of going, crap, there's another platform out there in Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Are involved in it. And Some big dollars behind it. Exactly. Yeah, so, huge dollars behind it. So mm. sometimes the panic button is shit, we're dead and buried, let's close mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, a kind of a walk to the coffee shop and get the mind thinking of where actually are we at? Mm. What's in front of us? And what is our point of difference or what could potentially be our, our point of difference? Um, and for us, it's like it's that medium to large business, it's agencies that are generating content in bulk. Mm-hmm. We've we've just recently launched some bulk GPT tools. Yes. So for 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 someone that has three thousand products like we had, mm-hmm. they don't have to sit in a sofa and do them one by one. They can basically click a button and write five hundred product descriptions in one hit that are SEO optimized. Um, that you can input into their product feeds and it'll start getting ranking pretty quickly for them. Mm. So that's a huge time saving as it is. Massive time saving, yeah. Being able to automate the process. How do you consider getting that into their website then? Because that's another task. Is there a process that you're building in there, integration with Shopify type models or what's the thinking as a product? That's kind of stuff that's in our roadmap. Um, Mm -hmm. We're fundraising at the moment. Okay. Um, It's a bootstrap business and... Mm -hmm. We're kind of knocking on the doors of investors and having some interesting chats. Um, so there is there is plans to build into platforms like Shopify, WordPress. Mm-hmm. And between the two of them, they've eight million live mm-hmm. stores. The huge amount of stores. Yeah. Right. So there's there's opportunity there. Currently, the feed comes out. It's downloadable in an Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. Give you your content straight away that you can save it on file. Yep. You can upload it straight to your Shopify feed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are building integrations into websites and building APIs out of them. Mm. Uh, one from product descriptions, it'll also do things like blogs and articles, and then category and brand pages will come later on as well. Um, so, yeah. And I think that's one of the major advantages. It's like anything. If we, any business 101 is niche and serve one, solve one problem with one solution, ChatGPT is a great solution, but in effect, it, you need to point it in the direction that you want to use it in. You have to have the now to understand that, but it's not going to give you a process flow that you're talking about here. So yeah. I think there's so much opportunity that in the space isn't just to utilize the tools and build solutions around it. Um, and what you're doing, you've obviously started early on, you've done some a lot of investment into the data side and the machine learning side. So that's quite pivotal. Um, but in the end, we, if we can solve one problem for one person, um, you're still going to generate quite a bit of value for the for industry for that particular person. So yeah, quite interested to see how it tracks as a business. Just, just on it, it actually kind of solves Mm. Our, our biggest problem yeah. was when we were scoping out the job mm-hmm. or the, the idea of going to market with this was people didn't know about it. Mm. But when we're talking to investors, then they start thinking, mm-hmm. you're going to spend a big chunk of our dollars to educate people about AI. And that's changed for you. That's, that's a bonus it. right now. That GPT has opened up that conversation. So now mm. when we, everyone has an idea of what it is. Yeah, We can get yeah. straight into that conversation with a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a big benefit then there's a bit more money put into research or marketing just to get the product yes. out mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think you can consider ChatGPT as 
when all you have is a hammer, everything's a nail, that type of solution. Exactly. It, it's a generalist across everything, and it's very hard to make it specialized. Exactly. So where to from here? What's the roadmap look like? You mentioned you're um, looking to raise some capital. Where are you at in that sort of timeline? Yeah, so at the moment, look, we're, we're talking to some potential co-founders. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. the, team, the team in the development is moving along, mm. but it's, it's getting more we're busy. Um, just things starting to pile up a bit where we want to be faster out of the market with them. Um, we have our own chatbot that we're integrating into the site at the moment. So mm -hmm. where users come in, they're on our platform, we don't want to lose them across the chat GPT to go back and solve problems. They have their own solution here that's just as powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so it keeps them within. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to hire a co-founder in that product space. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether with a tech background, marketing background, mm -hmm. um, and then just trying to get we're working more with affiliate platforms now. We're trying to reach out to some some of the bigger brands that are in that e-commerce space in Australia, and yes. trying to sit with their teams and show them what we have. Um, so we've had some success. We have a couple of big meetings coming up. Um, I won't name brands, but that's okay. <laughs> but we, yeah. The confidence is we're getting responses off cold calls. Mm. There's an interest in what, when we show them an intro, what we're doing, they're interested. That's interest fascinating, in yeah. Uh, if you're getting a response of a cold call, that means there's genuine interest out there. Mm -hmm. And now the education part's gone, like you said, because of what's happening in the world of um, ChatGPT side. Um, yeah, everyone knows this space and had some exposure. So that's why you're probably getting a response of cold calls. Exactly. 12 months ago, I'm not sure if you would have had the same. Yeah, and, and that's mm. it. Like yeah. we had we had some interest from investors mm -hmm. prior to ChatGPT and that yes. kind of fell off, but businesses weren't really biting at all. Mm. Um, but we're finding out businesses they're trying to find out what's the next tool I need to have. Got it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Because where we I'll give you an example, right? Mm -hmm. Where we found our two developer development guys was prior to ChatGPT. Mm. So when you go to Upwork or any of those platforms and you're looking for someone with GPT background experience, there's only three or four yeah, that were on it. Mm. Now you go in there and there's hundreds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everyone's well, an expert all of a sudden. <laughs> these are all guys who were three experts six months ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, I know they're, they're GPT, yeah. um, so yeah. it's yeah. they're an expert in everything, but they're, they're uh -huh. going to deliver you nothing. Master and none, yes. Yeah, you know, mm. and that's... that's where we feel we, we were lucky, mm -hmm. um, there's going to be a high turnover of staff or people making mistakes. So again, I tell them try and go local if they can. And yeah, oh, brilliant. How did you end up on your latest team? So what was you on? You mentioned you've said challenge to the original team. How did you get to the latest team? How did you find the, the current resources? Yeah. So look, it's it's a bit of a process for me, right? I've mm -hmm. I've been in high turnover teams previously and trial and error. So the values is one of them and mm -hmm. um, there's yeah, some kind of important. putting them on putting on them a bit of a trial mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a couple of tests you do when you're messaging them late on a friday night or across the weekend yeah um, <laughs> just to see what happens are they going to respond are yeah, they going to say anything yes yeah. um chucking a kind of a bit mm -hmm. of a project with them late on a friday are they yeah. going to work saturday and sunday yeah. you, you, early on you try and get their you get their buy-in mm -hmm. um how vested are they in this um or look, the website's crashed. 
you yes. know, it's a little problem in there for them. Yeah. It's pretty easy, but then you don't hear back from until Monday, you go, okay, grand. I can't rely on you. Put the code back in. Yeah. So you purposely turn the server off, do you? Yeah, it's 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 just trying to test people out that early, you know. Love it. Yeah, it's clever. You know, will they be in the trenches with me when I need them? Oh, it's important, Rory. Can you? It's all about that trust factor, and are they there to really work with you? That's the piece that's important. And then it's it's trying to marry up in all the different personalities. Sometimes when you have developers and teams in different areas they can be kind of very kind of disrespectful towards each other they don't like being told what to do the message comes across wrong so you find yourself still the same if you're managing a team in an office you're trying to work that those personalities in together so everyone is under kind of that one page no brilliant jp um Thank you for coming on the Dev Ready podcast. Really good to learn a little bit about Copy Dash, and I'm sure some people will go and definitely check this out. Um, it's another tool that might be for the toolkit. I think people are hunting around for different things they can utilize and save time in their business or add more value to their people that are working in it. So really thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit more. And let's keep in touch because I think there's, um, yeah, it's quite an interesting space. And if you can deliver value from 5,000 products right through to deployment into a Shopify, that becomes quite a powerful solution for anybody. So really appreciate your time on the, on the podcast today. Yeah, and thanks for having me on, guys. Look, it's, yeah. we're always available to have a chat, right? If it was just SEO strategy with companies yes. or mm -hmm. how they may figure this out kind of going forward or is it for them now or later mm -hmm. on? Look, we, we do that kind of we'll come visit them, we'll jump on calls with them, we can go in and scan their websites for them and things like that. So we can give them some some tips again around optimization on websites. Um, we're fairly experienced for our Shopify stores and things mm -hmm. and some of the traps to look out for. Mm -hmm. so we once had 64 apps, um, we eventually got it down to kind of work well for us around 2021. Okay. <laughs> That's just a few that. though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a significant amount. No. JP, I really appreciate it. And good luck with it all because um, it's an exciting space. It's moving very quickly. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity for um, anyone who wants to play in this space of AI. So really thanks for coming on Dev Ready Podcast. Yeah, Cheers, you. guys. Thanks very much. Thank for you. Chat soon.